It's time to mind your business with me, Jamila Lodge. Tune in to find out how to mind your business with BEDC, special guest entrepreneurs, industry experts, and more. Brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here. Welcome to Mind Your Business. I'm so pleased to have you here, Sherry Lynn Lilly, who is the owner of NUMA Consulting. Counseling and Counseling and consulting. Get it right. Important. Get it right. (laughs) Because that's what we're here to talk about. Absolutely. Um, Your expertise and your skill as a counselor Mm -hmm. and what prompted you to start your own business. So before we get into that, though, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Okay. So I was born here in Bermuda. Um, I went to school at Francis Patton Primary and then I went off to work academy. And then somewhere in the middle of that, around age 14, I was diagnosed with a retinal disease, mm-hmm. and the doctors told me that eventually I was going to go blind, and I did. So I'm totally blind, um, and accidentally landed in the United States. Okay, I was actually on my way to university in Canada, and that something interrupted that, and I ended up in the U.S., which ended up being a great blessing because there, I was able to, as I as I gradually lost my sight, mm-hmm. I was able to um, attain a lot of services that allowed me to um, learn how to be independent as a blind woman. Okay. And so I uh, actually got my education um, as an adult. So I went to college, my undergrad program at Pillar College, okay. as a blind woman at 43. And I earned a bachelor's degree in uh, psychology and counseling. I graduated at the top of my class. Yes. Um, simultaneously, I earned an associate's degree in biblical studies at the same time. Okay. And then I went on to Fordham University where I earned my master's degree in cl- clinical mental health counseling. Now, you done done all of this as an adult. As an adult. And Blind. most people can't get through, you know what I mean? That's, yes. that's amazing. You know what I appreciate about that, though, as well? is that um, I was very devastated when I didn't get to go to college, you know, on my way that it landed me in the U.S. Right, right. But I think the maturity going to college as an adult, it allowed me to focus better. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm studying counseling, right? Yeah. So it allowed me to, to, to kind of merge my life experience yes. with what I was learning from books. Yes. Which very much informs my counseling approach. Mm-hmm. So I think that when people experience me as a counselor, it sometimes can feel a little different than maybe sitting with someone that's younger. Who's who, just out of college. They haven't really had that life experience. It's a book, they're a book learner. Yes. They're, they're worried about the approach. Yeah. Am I, am I uh, Freud yeah, or yeah, am yeah, I yeah. You know, CBT? <laughs> and they're trying to check off all the boxes to make sure they do it right. Yeah. Whereas for me, the book learning very much just kind of supported a lot of my life experience and how I worked through my own life issues. Yeah. So yeah, I think that helps me to be an excellent counselor. Okay. So we want to talk about the fact that you have started NUMA consulting, no counseling and consulting. Uh And I want to know like what made you decide to start your own business? Okay. So several years ago, I actually came back home and ended up starting a charity here to advocate for people with disabilities in Bermuda. Okay. Because there's a great need there. Yes, there is. And as part of, I, I am I am very people oriented. Mm-hmm. And I felt like in order for the advocacy work, which a lot of times happens in the background, mm-hmm. to feel relevant to Bermudians, and it felt very new, um, that I had to get out into the community. So um, one of my favorite things to do is workshops and presentations. So I created these workshops 
Um, I did workshops for caregivers. Mm-hmm. I did workshops on grief and loss and so on and so forth. And people would approach me and say, do you have a practice? Yeah. Do you have a practice? And I would say, no, I don't have a practice. It never occurred to me, especially because I have lived off island for, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, but People wouldn't let it go. And then I had people let, like literally calling me overseas wanting counseling services okay, um, and feeling safe mm-hmm. to do it with me because even though I'm Bermudian, I didn't have all those Bermudian connections. Yeah. So that confidentiality yeah. and all of that. So that, that prompted me during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to research and say, okay, let me see how this works. Let me see how much paperwork I yeah, have to yeah, do, yeah. how I have to transfer all my credentials. Yes. And when I called, I found out that as of this moment, it's about to change, mm-hmm. that there was no regulation around counseling in Bermuda. And I said, oh, there's my loophole. Let me go for it. Yeah. And that's what made it me. So I'm like, okay, God, if you can make it easy, right, like, that's then my I'll only criteria. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so not having to like transfer credentials and take exams. Yes, I was like, yes, I'm yes. doing it because, but even though I say that, Really and truly, I am a skilled professional. Of course. And not only that, I think working with a lot of uh, Bermudians of color, um, I realized that there's a lot of stigma for them. Mm. Um, there's a lot of reasons why they do reach out, a lot of reasons why they don't. Yes. And so I wanted to respond uh, very specifically okay. to what I was seeing you know, as a need with, with, uh, with that particular population of people. So in that regard, is that kind of your niche? For your business, yes. is that your primary focus? Yes, but let me say, okay, all are welcome. I know that's right. <laughs> we are not everybody can come up in my counseling practice. <laughs> yes, all are welcome. However, yeah, um, I do have a special heart and a special focus on um, customizing quality care yeah. for for persons of color in Bermuda. Now, I was saying Bermudians of color yeah. until yesterday. What happened? Yesterday I had a community launch and this wonderful, beautiful Indian lady who is not Bermudian came to the table. This was my one aha moment yesterday. And uh, we started having a conversation, very soft spoken. And I could tell right in that moment she had a need, an immediate need. Right. I ended up having to reach out to her last night, which I did. And and she's considered a person of color. Of course she is. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking, black you know, Bermudian, black right. Bermudians, yeah, yeah. you know, and I realized, wait, I need to expand this because this lady came to my table and there was something I could offer her. Mm. So now it's persons of color in Bermuda. I love my Bermudians. Yeah. They come first. <laughs> but any person of color, because we do have some unique um, set of circumstances yeah. that inform the way that we interact with the world. For sure. Yeah, that makes uh, counseling for us kind of need some extra touches. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, as a, a, a black person, and now I'm a black commuting because I got my status girl. Woo-hoo! Yeah. <laughs> But um, there is stigma, right, mm-hmm. in in the community culturally around seeking counseling, getting support for mental issues, which we are not all equipped to handle. Like mm-hmm. we were talking mm-hmm. before we got started um, with this conversation about my own challenges. And I think historically it's like, oh, well, you're crazy if you go seek that support when really the opposite is true. You know, if you need assistance managing life and things in general, that's why you have people, skilled persons like yourself yes. to support in this way. Yeah. So going back to the services that you provide locally, now you still are based in the U.S., so is your clientele both in Bermuda and all over, or how, how are you um, 
what's your business model around capturing clients and Absolutely. things like that? No, this is a Bermuda-based company. This okay. is a Bermuda-based. This is for you guys. Okay. This is for Bermudians. Uh-huh. So the wonderful thing with COVID is that even the practice I work in in the United States, we went fully virtual. Mm-hmm. And initially, we thought it was going to be temporary. It has become permanent, um, as is with many companies um, kind of around the globe when they realize that, wait, this can actually be done effectively yeah. with people working from home. So there's two aspects to it, really. So primarily um, reaching out, and I do have a Bermuda-based team. Mm-hmm. Um, intakes will be done here in Bermuda with my administrative assistant. And that she will schedule for individuals uh, counseling sessions that will primarily be done uh, either on a virtual platform or by phone. When I'm on island, any person, and I'm talking individuals first, that wants to come in for services can come in for services. But I find that um, for me, I didn't have too much of a... um, a uh, 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 problem transferring from in-person to virtual right. because of my blindness. Yeah. My coworkers had a hard time. So that's one way. And then the second thing is that um, I'm currently training uh, two professionals mm-hmm. that will provide some coaching services, okay. which is a little bit different. Yeah. It's not in depth. It's more goal oriented. So people that want in-person services that are, are less counseling focused can meet with my coaches um so that'll launch in uh, i want to say around february okay. i think they'll be finished their training and then when i am on island again uh and i'll be i'll come in for certain things because we haven't talked about the consulting part yes yet. yes 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 so on the consulting end i've done already work in bermuda with the department of public prosecutions i've done some wellness workshops okay and um and also um creating specifically a faith-based uh, mental health education hmm. um, program okay. um, to really help churches to know how to respond to congregants in distress. Now, any consulting good, services. Yeah. yeah. Because you think about it a lot of times in the absence, especially in the black community, I would think, in the absence of going to a counselor. That's where we go they first. Go, they go to the pastor or they go to the preacher, the imam or whatever, and you do that. But they may or may not have the skill exactly. required to get people from to yes. where they need to be. So that's my favorite okay. part of the consulting arm that I'm building. <laughs> mm-hmm. I actually create it. And this is one thing I think is important. I have I am really customizing services to meet the needs of Bermudians. Okay. Right? Because culturally there's you know one thing, but Bermuda has some unique um, kind of aspects to it. Number one, because of its size, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, of intersection. So like, for example, let's use you as an example, right, Jamila? Mm-hmm. I may know you as Jamila, my friend. Right. I may know you as Jamila, my coworker. Right. I may know you as Jamila, my, um, uh, let's say, uh, coach. Yeah. Right? So sometimes you have three and four and five intersecting identities of a person that you know and so boundaries are an issue in bermuda confidentiality are an issue is an issue in bermuda and so i'm really looking at creating counseling services whether it's individual couples family or group um, that really respond to some of the concerns fears um, and past negative experiences mm-hmm. that Bermudians have had and okay. creating the faith-based part of it on the church side 
um, is also responding to to that need. Growing up myself in church, yeah, um, I had a lot of church hurts, mm. and I knew that I couldn't go to church for for counseling mm-hmm. services. That wasn't a thing, right? So going in and sharing with pastors and priests and imams and wherever, yeah, um, I can. Um, how to do this in a way that doesn't uh, further distress. Um, congregants. Yeah, I mean, um, I've never heard of that before. So in my mind, I'm thinking that is a awesome way to get in. That's a great niche, right? And and as far as I know, you're the only person <laughs> that I know that provides that kind of service. And it's so. going to be counseling education first. Yeah. And then counseling support second. So counseling ed- education means that the pastors will be equipped with information. I'm mm-hmm. going to go in and give them the language, give them the steps. Okay. And then counseling support is both for them and congregants if they feel like they need to refer. So I think what's impressive to me is that you actually started this business during COVID, right? You're launching, you're um, recently making these um, community launches. Like you said, you met with a young lady yesterday. You're going to be doing more of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So what is your ultimate goal? And you're also in our incubator program. So you signed up to Enterprise Bermuda. Mm -hmm. The first question, I guess, is what, what made you do that? What made you sign up? Okay. (laughs) And then the second question is, what is it that you hope to achieve by being in the program? Okay. So I I heard, I believe it was Nikki. Mm -hmm. Nikki Nikki on the radio. Yes. Talking about the program and what it did for me. um, I don't know. You know, for those of you that are listening that are are people of faith, you'll get this. And for others who are not, you'll still get it Mm -hmm. because we have all our you know, different worldviews and a lot of times they are the same. Mm -hmm. So some people will say, well, the universe aligns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, for me, a lot of things started happening that answered my questions as I was asking them. Mm -hmm. So first it was, should I do this? Then it was, okay, go for it. Then it was, I don't know anything about running a business. I need to know how to run a business. Right. And as I was having that thought, Nikki was on the radio the next day. Wow. And so she was talking about the incubator program. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's perfect. That's exactly what I need. Mm-hmm. Let me apply. I probably won't get it because I am currently in the US. Yeah. But we went I went through the whole process. I interviewed and I feel like it was such a good match mm-hmm. and that we would figure out how, how to, to do, do this. Yeah. You know, coming back and forth. Yeah. I was here for the whole summer. Um I I want to give this kind of shout out to BEDC. Okay. I think that BEDC did not realize that what they were actually doing when they accepted me into the program was creating something in the disability world called an accommodation. Mm. Because whether I was in Bermuda or not, I'm blind. Right. Right. How does this work for a person that's blind? Do the platforms work for you that we're using? Can you come in in person for for classes Mm -hmm. or not? Mm -hmm. Let's create a hybrid model so Mm -hmm. that we can make sure classes get to you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because if I were in Bermuda, chances are I wouldn't be able to come to classes anyway. Right. Because there isn't a paratransit system here for me to travel around. Right. So I I just want to shout that out to BEDC because I don't think they realize that that's what they did. Yeah. (laughs) And speaking from BEDC. BDC, I think for us, it's a lesson learned, right? Because we don't often get the opportunity to work with people who are not, as we see, working in the same way that we do on a day-to-day basis. So it was definitely a challenge that we were willing to accept. Mm -hmm. And it allowed us to see where there were gaps 
in our system and to give us the opportunity to think about, well, how do we fill them? Yeah. Right. You're our first, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be our last. Yes. And I said that to the director the other yeah. day. I'm, I'm probably the first, but I'm going to are. that others are going to come behind because this is the new world that we're, we're living in. And yeah. I, let me answer your second question. Mm -hmm. I think ultimately, to be honest with you, part of my decision is starting the business as well, is that my children are getting older mm -hmm. and I've lived in New York City now for about 30 years. I've always come back and forth mm -hmm. um, and I'm lonely. I have no family there, not right, a soul. Right. And it's just me and my my five kids. Well, now two of them are out of the house. I have a a, a son that's married. Mm -hmm. I have a little grand, grandbaby coming on the way and all of that. Right. Uh, my youngest is fourteen, and I'm saying in five years he's gone. Yeah. Then what? So I said, you know what? Why not, Sherry? Take your skill. People have asked for it. Mm -hmm. Create something that in about five years you can fully be home. Right. Um. So so maybe that's the goal. Okay. I, I made a five-year plan. How it's going to actually pan out, I don't know. But the goal is really to have something at home that when I'm ready to come home full-time. You have something to come home to. Yes. Yeah, you're laying that groundwork and that foundation. And, and it's also my goal right now to be home more often. And I've already been achieving that. So yeah. January, I'll be here for three weeks. Okay. Um, in April, I'm going to be running a, uh, a workshop for the community. Okay. Um, and then in June, I'm trying to think of my calendar for next year. Uh -huh. I'm going to be running a six week, um, parent class. Okay. It's not on parenting though. So it's a pre, uh, uh, uh advertisement. Okay. It's actually going to be helping parents to understand how their they were parented and how that impacts the way they parent. Girl, I have to introduce you to one of our previous incubatees who, mm. But she was focusing on young, young children. Okay. Same kind of premise where it's like your trauma or the things that you experience actually impact what you do and how you parent your children. Absolutely. Gwendolyn Creary is her name. I I will, Parent I Guide is the name of her business. Wonderful. Yes. I must connect. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And creating partnerships is really important to me as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it, even in the counseling, um, in the counseling portion of the business, I've already begun to create partners. So one of our, one of my fellow incubatees okay. um, is already a partner, uh, actually sharing her product at my, my community launch. Well done. Uh, so, Creating partnerships is big to me. So I'm learning so much from the incubator program. Mm -hmm. And there, I feel like the action part of it comes very easy to me because I'm very passionate. Mm -hmm. I love to just get out and do. But the back end of it, I can't That's wait to get count. to like the finance classes because yeah. I suck at that. <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> I will give it all away. Yeah, no, I we can't. Nope, we're not going to be the, doing and that. In the, and in the helping profession. Yes. In the helping yes. profession, it is easy to feel like, oh my God, should I be they charging need this. for giving so, people? Yeah, yes. they need this. So I don't want to, if they can't afford it, I'm still going to give it. Yes. But you yes. got to eat too. I have to. <laughs> and I am a skilled professional. That's right. This has become one of my mantras, Sherry. You have earned, you went yes. through yes, to get these three degrees. <laughs> you deserve to monetize your three degrees right. and at the same time um, serve the community. And it really depends on how people prioritize their wellness. Yeah, that is very true. I mean, we were talking about that and my lack of prioritization <laughs> on my own wellness. So, um, yeah, you're definitely absolutely right. And of course, at BDC, we're like, you're starting a business. It's not a charity, right? You started a charity before, but this time around, this is, this is a business, this right? Is a business. So even though, yes, you're in the help 
health and wellness and support services, you still have to earn a living so you can continue to provide the good service and excellent services that you're providing to those who need it. So. Not to mention that Bermuda is so expensive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and when I come, I got to be able to live, man. <laughs> But yes, yes. I went to the grocery store the other day and I was just looking like, where have I been? I was gone for a month on vacation, came back and I'm like, wait a minute, have these prices doubled, Doubled, tripled, tripled? So having said that, yes, you must charge. Yes. (laughs) What you need to charge. Yes. Yes. Um, But no, I think um, having you here, having you as part of the program, like I said, has been definitely an eye-opening experience for BDC, for me, myself as as an organization. But watching you kind of navigate through this whole process, and I'm like, so what? That you're blind, right? Mm -hmm. What you are bringing to the table is still something that people need. And how you're doing it, I think we haven't really had a full discussion on that. So learning some of the kind of niche avenues that you're taking, I think is brilliant, especially here. Um, in Bermuda, like you said, where confidentiality is such a huge thing. And I would think the fact that you are blind can kind of help, right? Because <laughs> people are like, you can't see what my facial expressions are saying. I'm saying one thing, but my face is oh, saying no, a whole I'm, different story. I'm, I'm, I'm very good. <laughs> you talk to any of my, my, my current or past clients and they would tell you nothing. She gets knows. I do. And I really do attribute that not only to my learning, but because um I'm called to counseling, okay. whatever that means to the individual, right? right. Like what is my calling? Right. It's right. a very abstract idea, but I know that I am standing dead center in the middle of what I am supposed to be doing. Yes. So I'm very good at it. Okay. And so as a blind person, it's called being attuned. Yes. So when you, I can tell you almost your mood when you walk in a room. See that? That's some, that's some superpower. It's a, it's a lot of paying attention. I can't be distracted. I have to be well rested. Right. Um, because all of that interferes with what, how I have to compensate for not being able to look and see, um, you know, um, you know, most everything about my training was observation. Yeah. Every professor, every class, and this is how you observe. And this is what you need to look for. And I would always raise my hand and go, "Um, I can't see what you you know. Yeah. I knew they didn't have an answer, but I always wanted to challenge them to think beyond, you know, what the book says, Yeah, you know? Um, and, and very often they would go, well, you do it very well. And that was enough. (laughs) So, uh, can we have a further discussion (laughs) about this? Yes. No, I mean, I think that's, um, it's very impressive. And they say like, if one sense is gone, the other ones are heightened so that you have the ability to kind of sense that, you know, they say everybody has an energy and an aura and people Mm -hmm. can feel that. So I would imagine that you have, you have to use that tool, right? It's a tool that I have to use. And I don't think it's so much that the, the, the other senses so much get heightened per se. Mm. Is that because you have to depend on them more, you just pay more attention to them. Got you. And I and I can I can challenge any person to just put a blindfold on for one hour. Yeah. And all of, all of a sudden your hearing gets better. It's true. It's not know. that it gets better, you know. It's that you're forced <laughs> to use your hearing more. Right. So we just take for granted um, the things that we use on a daily basis, the, the senses that we use regularly. Yeah. And when they're gone, it makes it seem like the other senses are uh, just yeah. more acute. Yeah. But it's just really that you have to just pay more attention to to other ways. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I think that what you're doing is phenomenal. Um, I do want to know, 
this your business is just starting, so it's a baby business. It's a baby business. <laughs> it's a baby business. However, I am fully up and running with like tax papers done and banking and everything. I'm, <laughs> I'm paying my taxes, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> it's legit. It's, it's legit. <laughs> so when if someone is seeking support and they want to reach out to you, what is the best way for them to do that? Okay, so the best way right now is I do have my website is yeah. up. And that's info at Numa Bermuda. Let me spell Numa. Yeah. Uh, P as in Peter, N as in Nancy, E as in Edward, U as in Umbrella, M as in Mary, A as in Apple. Numa. So it's all one word, NumaBermuda.com. Mm-hmm. And the phone number just left my mind. Hold on. Okay. Oh, wait. Oh, uh, I, I have your you bag. Have my bag. Yeah, we'll put it at, we'll the, put it at the bottom. Okay, we'll put it yes, at the bottom because yes. it's a new phone number. Yeah. So I do have an admin here in Bermuda that will answer the phone. Okay. And if you don't get her, you can leave a message or text. Um, a text some information. So those are the two primary ways. And if you have WhatsApp mm-hmm. and you want to reach, see, listen, the world, man. Listen. You, if you want to gets- reach Sherry Lily directly and not get my admin, then you, and you have WhatsApp, then you can call me on my overseas number, which is 718 718- Five eight one eight seven five nine. Okay. And you can get me through WhatsApp on my overseas number if you don't want to call long distance mm-hmm. and, and you want to speak directly with me. I'm very very open to that because I'm all about building this business. Yeah. And and like I said in the beginning, I am very people oriented. I believe in really talking with people. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to get too much voicemail and know. you know and all of that stuff. So yeah, because I would say. Taking that first leap and saying, okay, yeah, I want this, I need this, can be hard for some people. Yes. So, like you said, if they can reach you directly, that might be what they need to say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and continue versus if they get a voicemail or something, they'd be like, oh, no, now's not the time, you know. And it I can do, be scary. And every client gets a free 20-minute consult. Okay, now. Every client gets a free 20-minute consult. So, if you call, that's the first one. Is this, are you looking to have a consultation? Mm-hmm. Right. If you're calling for something else, connecting in business or what, that's fine too. But if you want your free 20 minute consult and you give me a call, then you'll get your free 20 minute consult. Now, do you specialize in anything specific or are all topics open? Um, Generally, mental health counseling. I can do any type of mental health counseling, whatever enters the room, um, as long as a person is... um, Stable. So, for example, if you do have a diagnosis, um, if you are on meds or anything like that and you're pretty much stable in your life, yeah. then you can come into my counseling practice. However, I do have special areas in trauma, okay, um, domestic violence, yeah. grief and loss, and, of course, um, parenting disability, those kinds of things. Okay. Um, those are my areas that I really enjoy. And then um, also um, faith-based counseling. So I want to clarify really quickly. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So I'm a mental health counselor. Okay. Across the board, generally. Yeah. I'm a clinical mental health professional. Because I am a Christian, I'm not a Christian counselor unless you need me to be a Christian counselor. Okay. Because not everybody is a Christian. That's very true. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I I know how to I know how to have you experience what I consider God's love mm-hmm. without ever saying God. Right. Right? Because as a person it shapes who I am. Mm-hmm. It shapes my kindness, my thoughtfulness, my care, mm-hmm. my compassion, mm-hmm. right? But if you are a Christian person and you would like a faith-based counselor, I'm qualified to be a faith-based counselor. Got you. Okay. Okay. But that's that that wouldn't preclude anyone else who may exactly. not be Christian from exactly. coming and seeking support. I am yeah. a skilled 
professional. That's right. She, she's skilled, okay? <laughs> you didn't know, now you know. skilled <laughs> professional. I love it. I yes. love it. I, I, you know what I did? I went to a Christian college for undergrad. Okay. Because for me, that was important. I grew up without that connection between faith and counseling. Mm-hmm. So I needed that. And it was excellent. But then I went to Fordham University to a secular setting for my master's degree mm-hmm. because I also felt it was really important to hear what the majority of the world was hearing. Right. So I have both skill sets. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good to know. See? Excellent. <laughs> Let the people know <laughs> what those skills and qualifications are. Yes. No, I'm... Um, you know, we're really excited to have you in the program. We're hopeful that you're going to get out of it everything that you want. Yes. We're going to be working with you. We got to figure this out together, how out to together. make sure that you mm-hmm. get um, what you need and get access to the information that you need. Um, but outside of that, I want to say for those who may be considering entrepreneurship, have thought about it, and like you may not have any business background, mm-hmm. but have a passion for something, um, what would you say to them to encourage them to maybe take the leap or to try it? Out? Yeah. Yeah. It starts with your skill set. Yeah. If you, if you have an idea or you have um, a particular skill set that you feel like you can really um, monetize, yeah. um, then just go for it. Start, take that first step, write it down. Mm-hmm. Always write it down, right? Write it down and, don't worry about organizing it in the beginning. Just dump the idea down. Okay. But my, my advice is really go for it because I'm finding that I love counseling. Mm-hmm. I love um, doing the consulting part as well, which is more like webinars and seminars yeah. and workshops, right? I love it so much that the business end to me now is just added as extra. Okay. It's helping me to shore up. Um, so that I can be successful at what I do. And um, it feels a little strange. Like, you know, I had to learn some vocabulary. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> was it, I, I don't know who I was talking, it was Nikki. I was yeah. in a session with Nikki. And Nikki said, well, have you start working on your SOP? I said, oh. Uh, <laughs> what, what's that, Nikki? So <laughs> that would be a, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and so we talked through what that meant. Yeah. I was like, Oh, and she took me through the steps and I said, you know, it's something. And and here's the other thing I realized. There were things that I was just doing organically because it made sense. Right. And guess what? There are aspects of creating a business. Yes, they the are. End. That's exactly right. You know, so when she started explaining, I was like, oh, I do that. Oh, I do that. Yeah. 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 And now it made sense. So I would just say, go for it. I would say, do it. Go for it. If you're a dedicated person, if you're a committed person, then you can do it. Go yeah. for it. And get into the incubator program. Okay. Thank you for that. And if you can't come to the incubator program, BDC has lots and lots we of classes do. that you can just take as you need them as you build your business. But don't let anybody stop you. Don't stop yourself because we're our biggest blocks. Right? Yeah. We are the first ones to talk ourselves down. That's so true. Yep. That's you know, so I true. did this launch yesterday and I went home and I said, Sherry, what are you doing? Yeah. And, and the negative self-talk started mm-hmm. and I had to counteract it and say, listen, girl, you got this. Yeah. Right. You, you do. You do. And I mean, I think it, it's, helpful to know that even you as a skilled professional mm-hmm. have these moments of doubt yes. like you don't have it all figured out either it's a constant kind of progressive kind of self-talk yes and, you know what i mean so i think that that's comforting to know because you know you think what do they say about um mental health professionals it's like yeah i can tell everybody else what to do but sometimes <laughs> sometimes do i, I listen to, to my own advice listen listen 
So no, I really um, <laughs> appreciate this conversation, having this conversation Thank with you, you, learning a little bit more about what it is that you do. Mm. Um, I'm definitely excited about what the future holds for your business. And I would encourage anyone who's listening um, to definitely reach out to you to get the support because it sounds like, like you said, you are a trained professional mm -hmm. and you have these specialized skills that can support and help remedians specifically. Absolutely. All right. Well, Absolutely. it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for coming on Mind Your Business. And I always end by saying, if you don't mind your business, who will? Wonderful. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Mind Your Business with me, your host, Jamila Lodge. Tune in next week, Thursday at 4 p.m. Because if you don't mind your business, who will? Mind Your Business is brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here.